<laughs> he hit it. <laughs> he hit record. Oh shit! I did ready. hit record. You're correct. Oh, I'm still eating. I'm shocked. That's become a <laughs> that's become a common thing on the Big Motor Small Blade podcast. Buddy eating, yeah, and then yeah. saying something uh, I have to cut out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess this would be the opening. This has got to be the opening. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get the show on the road. I took a three G earlier, and I think that's gonna kick it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> the intro. Welcome to the Big Motor Small Blade Podcast. I'm Buddy Pulley. I'm Seth Dolby. I'm Caleb Dole. And Gateway happened. Um, that was, I mean, cautions breed cautions, and it was 19 cautions and counting, or whatever that show's called. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Kyle Cush getting in victory lane. We'll talk about Corey LaJoy and his horrible, no good, very bad weekend at Hendrick, and heartbreak for Carson Hosevar. Next on the Big Motor Small Boy Podcast. What's up, guys? What? You took your ring off? Hmm? Said so that one was for you. Oh, different, Richard. Okay, no, not no ring. <laughs> watch, oh, yeah, you idiot. You don't have a watch on, I presume. So, no, I don't have a watch on. Okay. okay, there's no reason no, to in the wrong. house. No, nah, Richard Mark said I should. We should start every podcast by cracking a beer. Okay, that's why cracking a beer was so important. Yeah, exactly. I can add yeah. that as a sound effect. You know that, right? I'd rather just drink the beer. Well, I know. I'm just saying, if you fuck up again, I can <laughs> instead of going to the fridge to get the whole brand I new did. ass beer. Yeah, but when we yeah. we we had a hell of a conversation before the show started. I cracked a beer and then realized oh shit i was going to do that to start the show and so i went and grabbed another beer so we're about to have a great time on the show because i got two beers and i gotta kill them i mean we should i mean we've done this for about three and a half hours total over the past five days so we should be pretty warmed up at this by now we should be warmed up yeah it's been um it's been a time caleb you've been in fucking hawaii or something right yeah, I just came back from Hawaii. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get used to this time, you know, the conus uh normal feeling of the United States. But I, I do You know Hawaii's in the United States too, right? It is, but it's it's a different part of the United States. You got a you got a different group of people. There's no racing out there, and the racing they do have is a bunch of chickens running in circles. So I mean, I'm glad to I be mean, back. I made it back that's, into uh that's basically what Gateway was to <laughs> <laughs> It's cockfighting, quote unquote. I mean, it, it was it was a good time though. Good. Well, we're glad to have you back. He was over there fighting for our country or something, or just drinking beer. I don't know what you do. I drinking beer. Yeah, for freedom. Drinking, yeah, yeah, for freedom. <laughs> Budweiser. Yeah, having yeah having a couple freedoms for freedom. Yeah. Available at Walmart. Seth, it's been a couple days since I talked to you. How you doing? I'm fine. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. I'm fine too. If anything major happened in my life, you'd probably be the fourteenth person to know. Only the fourteenth. I mean, depends on how read, how quick you read your Twitter, I guess. Okay. Yeah, we got me and Seth had some Twitter beef today. We did because you say the darkest thing. Anybody else, but <laughs> with each other. What did I say? You said the racing in the IndyCar race was pretty good, except for the lead, typical IndyCar, and I said. Go figure. The fastest car got out front and checked out. That's that's kind of how motorsports works. Because, buddy, you watch just too much racing to just miss the simple things about auto racing. <laughs> you know, no one fucking asked you, Seth. All right. <laughs> well, once you put it on Twitter, that, it's free game. Nah, I put yeah. that in the Twitter Twitter sphere. I didn't text you. Anyway, um, gateway. <laughs> Gateway and I guess Portland. Portland was notable enough, I think. Y'all have to carry me on Portland. I was at work. Did you watch Portland, Caleb? It's a chokehold five hundred. I mean, it was it was amazing. The, <laughs> the, hold on, walk me through that. Where did you come up with that name? I mean, I'm talking about the end of the race. I've never seen a guy get put in a chokehold and then get put in a chokehold. They got put in a chokehold. Oh yeah, Jeff Burton. Yeah, yeah. Jeb Burton's case. I mean, it was 
yeah, it, it was typical Portland racing, but with a little bit of a little bit of WWE action. Which I mean, past few years, it's been very uh, hiatus. Seth, you uh, you made a comment about Jeb Burton. You texted me earlier. What did you? Oh yeah. So um, based off his last twenty four hours on Twitter, I wish I hated him as much as I do now than when he won Talladega. Uh, I wish I hated him this much then. Is what I'm trying to say. Because yeah. dude is just full of L takes. First of all, first early in the week, I got to quote tweet. Um, he he immediately said we we've had two good. Uh, oval races with the next gen car. It's time to completely get rid of the roval. I said that's an L take. Terrible. Wow. Now he wasn't the first person to say this, and he's not the only one. But also, it sucks. Go fuck yourself. Terrible take. <laughs> um, and then him going in on the Chandler Smith thing in the past twenty four hours. My dude, you you look like a dumbass. Like you look like a serious dumbass. It's almost worthy of getting the dumbass award in sundress and dumbass. Stay tuned. Um, I don't like you. You look like a fucking idiot out there and you're sitting there, you know, posting your W's, I guess, on Twitter. Like, dude, try actually a landing a punch. B, maybe just drive better. That could be possible. I also know Chandler did try to wreck him like four times and not be able to. Good. Like, I don't I don't really care about the on. I haven't. I look, I haven't actually seen the on track incident. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't. I have no idea. So all I know is that Jeb Burton is like kind of like Jeffrey Earnhardt. He sucks and I hate him. So that's all I know. That's all I know. If you get if you get to hate drivers vocally on this podcast, then I can, too. (laughs) I hate guys like Ross Chastain and like joey logano and chase elliott um and you hate people like jeb burton and jeffrey earnhardt caleb who do you hate you know i can hate a lot of people but i gotta hate the guy that you know spends his off time analyzing people to boot out of the following week's race chase elliott i mean by all means so i have my own epiphany but those two those are a different case i think jeffrey earnhardt and Jeb Burton, you know, they have their own battle in the Xfinity Series. But honestly, Denny Hamlin is his own animal, and I really can't stand him. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's I fair. told I told Buddy a week or two ago, I said, here's the thing about Denny Hamlin. I don't like Denny Hamlin, but that's what I love about Denny Hamlin. <laughs> that's like that's, that used to be my thing about Kyle Busch. You know, yeah. You know, Denny Hamlin is equivalent to the kid in class. You know, everybody, you know, the teacher hasn't asked for the homework yet. Denny Hamlin is the one that raises his hand and say, hey, you didn't collect your homework from last night. He's he's dead on that, you know. And he also didn't do the homework, too. Like <laughs> He also didn't do the homework. And he probably smoked some three chai. But, I mean, like, he he is equivalent to that, by all means. Chai. he probably tweeted about he probably tweeted out all the correct answers and didn't do the homework like the actual sheet uh dude i was um how about denny getting booed like how many times can a guy get right hooked and then just get rained with booze for being the victim like i mean all you have to do is be on the receiving end of chase elliott and you'll get booed i've seen that before i guess yeah I mean, Harvick got booed hard, and he was totally right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And Denny was also totally right. 100%. Um, yeah, fuck you, Caleb. Now, I mean, it started when Denny <laughs> Hamill got booed for being totally wrong in the Martinsville incident. Yeah. Well, whatever the actual I, reason for that yeah. was. <laughs> I got to um, tell you that later, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, some, I think NASCAR uh, was fair tea. with that. There are, there's always tea. But I think NASCAR was fair on that regards as far as being transparent for each race. Well, we'll all set during the pre-race. I think throughout the entirety of the year, we're starting to build some transparency across all the different teams on what's expected of them each race. And uh, I love, I love the competition. I love the fighting. However, I think this was a good sign of, you know, there's ramifications if you take those acts on somebody else. So it was, it was a good, you know, a good outcome in the sense that, you know, move forward, this is what's expected. That's good. That's good. I'm glad we got your oh, yeah. take on that. We missed that last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, now, what's our take on this Austin Dillon, Austin Cindric thing? Some Austin on Austin crime. Uh, I don't. I think this is a bit of a nothing burger. Yeah, I think it is too. But Richard yeah. Childress is like calling for Cindric's head. Yeah, Richard Childress has a has a habit of of going overboard all the time, I and mean, we've hey, seen man. him. Paul Paul is pissed. Twelve years ago today was when you know he punched Kyle Bush over. Not that much. And I here mean, he is smoking one with them later. That, yeah. The uh, the world is a parody. Real life yeah. is not real. Like, no, we're not. in a simulation. Yeah, but most people are NPCs. Most people are NPCs. <laughs> yeah. Matt Collig was an NPC in that fucking Jeb Burton uh, versus Collig Grayson fight. Fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, John Hunter Nemechek's an idiot. Yes. We've known like, this for a long was, time now. I know, but like that was just dumb. Yeah. That was just I do gotta hand it to him though after the race. He did go up and, you know, talk to Sheldon Creed. It was apparently a productive conversation. But just he raced like a jackass. I mean, yeah, that's pretty par for the course for John Hunter. He drives like an idiot and then he goes, Man, I gotta be better. He's like Ross Chastain. He goes, Man, I gotta be better. I'm so sorry to whomever. Or he or he goes the other way and completely plays the victim but i'm just mad he didn't fight sammy smith see i didn't watch the race so why would he have needed to fight sammy smith because sammy like what was it sammy got into john hunter and it was definitely like unintentional it was pretty clear it was unintentional and then john hunter almost tries to right hook him just doors him going down in the corner and then says he's gonna fight him and then didn't fight him so disappointed yeah 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 i think sammy's trying to be on the uh upper end at least once out of all the fights he's been in recently i'm sure he's uh ready what to be sammy smith been in you know sammy sammy was in martinsville and you know at short no, track that's sam mayor oh it's the same guy but uh you know <laughs> sammy 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 this is what you got to do is when you have a child don't name him sammy because he's going to be in a fight you know one way or another I also I said the same thing about Sammy Smith. I was like, what what kind of name is Sammy? Like, can we just call the man Sam or Samuel? Like, I man, feel like uh, there's a there's a certain age where Sammy's not acceptable. Well, at what point does Sammy Hagar need to transition then? Because he's in his like seventies. Sammy Hagar's the only one. He's the exception to the rule. Ah, okay. Mas tequila, bitch. Um <laughs> anyway, uh Rodney Sandstorm also raced this weekend. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, They he did. lost second and third gear. Yeah, he did. Um, now, Seth, do you know who his spotter was? No, you no, don't. I don't. Remember our buddy Jeremy from North Wilkesboro? Yes. It was him. He wow. was his uh, spot. I can't remember if it was going into one or coming out of the restarts. It was one of those. But, yeah, he was one of his spotters. So oh, that that's pretty cool. cool. Shout out wow. to Jeremy. Um, I blame him for Rodney losing second and third gear. Um, Jordan needs to legally change his name to Rodney. He Sandstorm. does. Yeah. <clears throat> um, other than that, truck race was. It was a truck race. Like, like I said, we're we're a cup podcast. This is cup shit. Um. So yeah, <laughs> cup Can race. I don't know. Dude, yeah, Nick Sanchez wrecked the dog fuck out of her. Terribly. Terribly. And she, I mean, she's had some terrible luck, but I mean, people are, you know, are starting to push the uh, the finger towards her, you know, one or two. Um, it's pretty much stating that she's, she's uh, not up to par, but I, I honestly think it wasn't her, that wasn't her fault. And uh, she had no part of it, but. That wasn't her fault, but well, you stay back know. there with the never was and the has beens, and you're going to get yeah. cleaned out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it happened. Um, anyway, let's get into the get into the cup race. Seth, start us off. I think Gateway is a mid ass track. Oh, okay. That doesn't do anything for me, and the race only got worse at the end because we wrecked six thousand times. I really don't understand how we can put this big of a fucking brake pad in these cup cars and ruin the racing at short tracks and road courses, and they still blow out like this. I don't understand it. And uh, 
yeah i don't know doesn't wow. do much for me okay that was his initial caleb so i went to the race i went to the race last year okay yeah i will say it's uh subpar is up there obviously the hype last year was the inaugural race and this year they sold out, sold out the race twice and uh two years there was a tent that was located in the infield that blocked most of the viewer aspect from the front straightaway. They moved that. They listened to the fans. They did move that. So you were able to view the entirety of the track. As far as the racing, I think it was mentioned at one point from Tyler Reddick during the uh, lightning delay, adding the horsepower factor, taking away the shifting. Um, I think it would, it would add an element of better battling and overall competition for all the racing. And it would have been a lot better. The cautions, again, were at the right time, same as a lightning or rain delay like we've seen all year. There's always been some kind of element where there's a delay to the race. But overall, it was an average race, follow-the-leader type race. Um, they did exercise most of the average, most of the lanes. They had to utilize braking. Um, but I think, you know, a barn burner. I think that's overall what, what, what occurred in front of all of us. But that's what my take is on it. A barn burner? Do you know what a barn burner means? Probably not. No, I know shit's burning on fire. It's probably a bad. <laughs> no, a barn burner is like the good. good. A barn burner is like the six hundred. It it's like great. an all timer. Yeah. And, and they mentioned barn burner. Clint Boyer said something about it on it, so I just piggybacked off Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer said it on Fox. That's a hell of a dude to piggyback off of. It is, and same with the camera crew that was there and the Wi-Fi connections and everything. It was. Oh, I got to talk about that later. Yeah. 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 Terrible. All right. Well, okay. I thought it was a, I thought it was great. I thought it was a fun. I thought the cautions were a little excessive for sure. Um, but I thought the racing for for it to be this package and it be a shorter oval, shorter, flatter oval, I thought it was great. I mean, you could run side by side, you could utilize either lane. Like, and you could, we saw guys come through the field. You and that was, you know, obviously because there were multiple lanes of racing. Like, I mean, Daniel Suarez was moving up there at one point. Like, Carson Hosovar was moving through the field. Martin Truex had to go through the field um, at one point. Like, there were guys were, you were able to make passes. There were several passes for the lead up front. And, like, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was a fine race. I thought it was better than last year. I thought last year was mid kind of and this year impressed me i don't really have an argument i just don't this track just doesn't do anything for me i don't think the race was terrible up until the end it just doesn't do anything for me yeah this must I mean, be how you feel about road america uh no because like it's this race was like the, road america this was, was like, terrible no it wasn't this was the oval equivalent of road america oh, it was wow. fine if you like it you like it if you don't you don't Oh, you're wrong. See, you uh, you don't understand the whole concept of an opinion, and uh, you have a lot of bad ones. <laughs> Look, man. D A R F, buddy, buddy, buddy. <laughs> anyway, mute mute him, Caleb. Anyway, let's talk. Caleb. I'm the host. <laughs> no, I mean it, there is there is some kind of competition, um. Like Chicagoland, that that was still a beef with people I know in the state. They still are up on the fence, whether like one track versus the other. As far as competition, it is equivalent, but seeing St. Louis on the map is a lot different than, you know, obviously what we're going to is a road course. Uh, but in the same state, in the same region, I overall think that Gateway has potential to do some great things, and it always has. Um over in the past and obviously Kenny Wallace I think takes the broadcast aspect to a whole new level and I mean it motivates the hell out of me and seeing that <laughs> in the race pumped me up I was ready for him to drop an f-bomb and it would definitely change the things on the uh, the whole pre-race ceremony <laughs> great that was great that's why we brought you on oh I, I know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, I thought I thought it was fine. Um, uh, I think Corey LaJoy, I don't think he thought it was fine. I think he had a bad time. 
So there was uh, a there was a one point early in the race. I was gonna defend him because Kyle Larson was also in thirtieth. So I was like, okay, it can't just it can't just be Corey's fault. But then they end up in the top ten, and I'm like, okay, where's Corey? And I look down, he's still twenty fifth or wherever. I'm like, oof, that's not yeah, good. Well, here's the thing. My point was proven about this whole thing the second he got on track because he he was all over the place in practice. And then he hits the wall in qualifying, and then he just runs like dog shit. And like it just, it just seemed to me like he was driving too hard the entire time, the entire weekend. It seemed like he was just over driving the shit. It, it, I listened to his podcast, <clears throat> and he just se- he seemed shook from the from the get go. He seemed shook. He and he just did not seem like he was ready for this at all which is disappointing for as much as he's wanted, you know, as much as he said, you know, give me an opportunity. I'm ready. Let me take it. He just, he did not seem ready. He seemed like he was way in his head and that's not cup shit. He likes to talk about, you know, Oh, that's cup shit. That what we saw today. That was not cup shit. That was, that was what I expected out of Carson Hosefar. Mm -hmm. And it just, I don't know. I don't, I think I think that's a fair point, but also, yeah. also we've seen if the nine team misses, they rarely get there. Alan Gustafson doesn't know how to work in a race at all. Yeah, but Corey got out of the car himself and said, you know, it was him. Oh no, Cody I'm not. Granted. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you, but I think that that like if so if if something happened and he ends up in the five car, I think there's a very high likelihood they end up in the top fifteen. He gets in the nine car it's pretty much over from the beginning because just the difference in crew chiefing ability is so stark. I think yeah. now I'm not really, like I said last week, I'm not That's much of a Corey. Point. I'm not much of a Corey LaJoy guy. I don't think he's, I think he's fine. I don't think he's, I don't think he needs to be in a car more than the seven right now. I mean, clearly the seven was good today, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a good combination for it either. Yeah. We, we talked about this earlier in the year with a nine car, he he was he was already off off the main trail with everyone else in the beginning of the season. Whether it's strategy call, whether it's speed in the vehicle, um, it was already off. And then having Elliott out of the car for a part of the season, having Josh Berry in the car, you know, added a different element and aspect. But overall, I think the team together, like Seth said, I think there is there's a learn either a learning curve or they just don't want to mirror what's going on with the rest of the team. Um, going into this weekend, they talked about most of the team not competing within the, the side of the top 10 as far as qualifying and practice. And then that was evident during that uh, this weekend. And then they're in the actual competition. Corey LaJoy did overdrive the car. He had something to show um, this entire weekend. I mean, imagine if you had one shot to show your superiors, uh, the president of NASCAR or any other team. Like, hey, I should, I deserve to be in good equipment. You know, you are going to drive beyond what you're supposed to. And I think Larry Mack said something during that lightning delay that he needed to calm down. And I think it didn't happen. He did overdrive the car a lot and then compared and matched with uh, the crew chief, Alan Gustafson, um, making those decisions. I think that threw him out of the pace. So I knew he was going to be a 30 plus uh, finisher, and it was very evident. Yeah, I think you nailed it pretty much. I mean, yeah, he he just he didn't have it. This was his shot. This, I mean, granted, now, in his defense, Gateway was a terrible track for Hendrick last year. And it makes sense why it was a terrible track for Hendrick because Gateway doesn't matter to them. It's a one-off race in the middle of the summer. It doesn't matter to them. Um, it's, not, it's not Phoenix. It's not like Vegas or somewhere like that. That's, you know, important when it comes to the playoffs. But... But still, yeah. The rest of the team was good today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Alex Bowman was back half of the top 10. It did seem like they obviously weren't as good as Hendrick had been. William Byron carried the banner for him, which that makes me throw up a little in my mouth. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, he had one. This was his shot. And he just, car or not, it was very evident that he, he himself, just wasn't ready he just he didn't he he made too many glaring mistakes that were clearly on him that 
you can't use the the car wasn't good as an excuse because despite the car whether the car was good or not you could pinpoint to a lot of to a lot of things that you know were on him so now throw ignore that for a second i do want to talk about this gustafson comes over the radio and says i don't have data i can't really do much for you well guess what in that same time without data cliff daniels took that car the five car from like a 31st place car to a 10th to 12th place car so i think they need to look at a crew chief change over there because alan kind of sucks and i've loved i've i've been an alan gustafson defender for a long time that's pathetic. He couldn't yeah, do anything I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I mean they said it on the broadcast. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So that's that's bad. They need to re- I guess like I said, I've been an Alan Gustafson defender for a while. I thought maybe he and Chase weren't. I thought Alan great I thought pair Alan was great. He's. <laughs> no, I mean I, I well I'm agreeing yeah, in the with past. you. Like I, yeah, yeah, the past. Well, no, no, it it, it hurts because like Alan's always had good. It hurts me just because like I've always liked Alan because he's always had good setups. He's been good. He's really good with the driver. Well, he eggs chase on a little bit too much, but he's good at motivating the driver. Um, usually he can make a pretty good pit or no pit call at the end, but mid race adjustments, my God, he's gotten so he just won't do it. And I don't know what that comes down to. If it's a car chief thing or whatever communication with the driver thing seems to have gotten a little bit better with chase over the past year and a half. Um, but yeah, I don't, it just doesn't seem like he has it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got something to say? Well, yeah, no, I, I agree with it. And then uh, I do want to add, I mean, this track for first, I mean, it's it's not the first time we see an alternate driver. Last year, we had Chris Busher flip at the uh, Coke 600 and was replaced by Zane Smith who is in a different aspect as well, much similar to Carson Husevar. And I wouldn't say Corey LaJoy because, you know, he's he's competing on a regular race, a regular basis. But, I mean, it was evident that, I mean, you had to adapt and learn quickly. Um, but with a, a crew chief like that over the past year, I think there, there's been a disconnect. And maybe this year because Chase Ellis has been out of the car a lot, but he just hasn't yeah. been at top performance as a crew chief. And uh, I think it's it's been very clear. Um, there's some some kind of disconnect. Yeah, I think that is a good point that there there could be a disconnect there just to, for the simple fact they haven't been able to get in any sort of a rhythm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the fourth different driver that's driven the nine car this year. Well, maybe that's and, maybe that's a good thing then because maybe they can maybe those uh, maybe those problems are becoming maybe more apparent. Yeah than they would have been otherwise. Cause I mean, we've seen before in this is a bit of an older example, but 2015 Adam Stevens comes in he thinks he's going to have Kyle Busch. He winds up having, I think three guys in the car before Kyle Busch and yeah. two of them have race winning speed yeah. at certain points. Reagan ran top five all day at Fontana. And then Eric Jones came in and ran really so well at Kansas. Gonna Kansas going to win Kansas. Gonna win yeah. Kansas. So I think this is, this is, Maybe what they needed, because I mean, it, I think you make a crew chief change and you get, you get maybe a guy with more confidence. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. Allen doesn't have any confidence to make a call when he needs to. Um, that team could be really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, now he, Caleb, you brought a good point with Zane Smith, um, and he wasn't in the race today. Um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Well, Are you yeah, sure, we'll buddy? Talk, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that. I'm, I'm a, yeah. Um, Dumbass. But of the week, no, I mean Zane, Zane Smith. He 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 had the perfect day for. He had the quintessential like. He wrote the book on what a day should look like in your first start. Quiet day, never talked about him. Finished like 16th, and that was, that was the day that Carson Osbar was about to have. I mean, he was running. I mean, granted, it was early in the race, but I mean, he drove from wherever 20 something on the grid, 29th, whatever. Yeah, it's right like there that. around Corey and drove up to 16th in his first cup start. Never driven a next gen, nothing. Like, I mean, that is. It just. That's what also just makes me shake my head at Corey is because we said it last week. 
like if anyone is a fit any fill-in driver that there's ever been this should be the best situation like you're getting into a good car where you've already done some work with that team and you are already you know you already know the car you're it's not that stark i mean yeah it's a big deal going from spire to hendrick but it's not as big of a deal as coming from the truck series into a next gen car on a whim like so i don't like i said yeah. i don't know it was just i think well, overall, overall disappointing for me and, Cor- and Corey lajoy did write a letter they mentioned to mr hendrick stating why he deserves to be on the team and driving one of his cars and i think that added more pressure for somebody's coming from the truck series and is going out there like zane smith last year and then carson Husavar this year he has nothing sure. to lose so i think honestly Corey lajoy had everything on the table at this point it, at this point it's it's a uh interview it's an audition to showcase something that you're capable of doing and i think josh berry did freaking excellent the last few weeks uh leading up to Chase Elliott's return. And uh, I think he had a lot to live up to. And plus you're hopping out of your car and you're allowing somebody else to hop in that car as well um, on a new slate. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, you're taking the big leap. So, I mean, it's it's give and take, and I think he, he should learn from it, um, but it shouldn't be the end of it. If not, there's always an Xfinity ride. Just Algar is making something work. You can always hop down one series and, you know, compete at that level. Yeah, yeah, Corey's been I've, – I've never understood people who don't do that if you can't succeed in the Cups. Which, I mean, Corey, I'll give it to him. That team's been getting better. But, yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point is, yeah, he's going – he's allowing someone else to drive his – well, not that he made the decision, but someone else is driving his car. He's he's getting put in a vulnerable situation. He, he put this pressure on himself, and he – but then you look at it, he put this pressure on himself and he didn't succeed. And also Carson Hosevar made him look bad. So yep. yeah. Double um, double whammy there. Yeah. So let's give a call to Carson Hosevar because that was fucking cool. Yeah. He looked great. Like, he he did. He did. And I, I kinda like I said last week, I thought he I thought he could have a good run. Like he seems to, in the past couple of weeks, really kind of gotten his head back on his shoulders. Um, he's stopped doing as much dumb shit, and he seems like he's talking the talk and he's walking the walk. And mm-hmm. I think these opportunities with the Xfinity car and now this Cup car, I think, I think he's showing everyone, all his critics and all his supporters, that hey, I'm, I'm here to stay. And so, I don't know. I'm, I was proud of him, and I hate that what happened to him happened to him. Yeah, it was it was definitely unfortunate, but I can't honestly say it was that surprising. The seven car has been solid this year. A, B, Carson's been super solid in the Xfinity starts he's made. Yeah. And he hasn't done as much stupid shit this year. So that's a good thing. No, he hadn't. So I'm I'm proud of him. Um, I think once he gets out of the truck series, this stuff, this shit will stop happening nearly as often i think it's just kind of a byproduct of being in the truck series I think or i'm too. i'm hoping that's the case because i actually i carson seems cool and he's really talented i for like sure his, um i liked how he was he went around to the media center and gave a note to every media member um and gave them all celsius which i'm a little upset about i would have loved the celsius but oh yeah yeah what's um, place was on point Huh? Sponsor placement was on point with him even yeah. before the race. Damn right. Like I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, it's um, crazy and... how it goes that day. <laughs> um, but obviously, what took him out of the race was brake failure. Seth, you seemed very irate about this, so have fun. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't. Now, granted, this has been the only track we've really seen this at that I can remember, but. Yeah. Still, these are gigantic fucking breaks we have on these things. They have ruined the racing at short tracks and, and road courses. And now they're blowing out four. Was it four of them today? Like, it's just unacceptable. Um, it was three, but yeah. No, four. Yeah, yeah, it was you're four. Right, you're right. Um, 
And Carson's, well, Carson's, they might have set something up wrong because that thing blew out early. But still, I, I don't know. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's totally unacceptable for supplier parts coming in band-aided by NASCAR to blow out like this. That's just totally unacceptable. And we need to figure out why that happened. <laughs> it cannot happen again. Caleb? Yeah, I mean, we're, we'll find out soon, too, based on brake usage in each corner. And obviously, each corner is built different at this racetrack. Um, but everybody's on the same competing, competition field. We saw with Chase Briscoe last week using alternate parts that are coming through. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, that's coming through a strain mean line, you know, a strain streamline. Um, but I think... There's something going on depending on brake brake usage, um, and I'm sure the data is going to come out. And whether that's the case or not, like Seth said, I think the brakes should be able to hold and hold themselves well versus what we've seen in the past, which is the tire going out first, um, the tire blowing. Um, but if, you're, if your brakes are going out, it's either driver error or a manufacturer issue um, that I think is very evident. Yeah. Um... Mike Joy used an analogy, which I thought worked really well um, with it. He said it's kind of he he. What he was basically saying was it's not maybe not so much the brakes. It's more like the the heat cycles on the brakes. You know, obviously high brake, high brake temperature. These, you know, long straightaways going into these flat, tight corners. Um, and he he equated it to like. A kid, you know, going outside when it's cold, coming back in the hot house, you know, going back outside, coming back inside, and eventually you're going to get sick. And it made sense, but also it didn't because of how early Carson and Tyler's went. I could see that more on Bubba and Noah because it was later in the race where we had cycles on everything. And, you know, we went through the rain delay and whatnot. Um, but it did it didn't make sense. And I guess there isn't really a track too much like this where you I mean because the straightaways are long they are long straightaways so I don't know if it's if it's a caliper issue if it's a heat issue or or what the what the deal is but I think yeah it definitely needs to be addressed because yeah I mean it's it is yeah, I mean they're they're huge breaks and maybe that's it maybe maybe they build up too much heat them being so big i don't know i don't know how that works i'm not a temperatureologist or whatever word i used a couple weeks ago um but yeah i don't know i it is weird that this has been the only track that we've seen this though obviously we saw it last year with harvick and um yeah maybe it is time to switch to carbon fiber i don't know yeah that's what they said yeah yeah i'd be a good move um it's yeah. not like the brakes are being used every week either, too. So, I mean, this is a new car for this track, whether it's built for this uh, this racetrack or Martinsville or New Hampshire, which has a similar layout. I think that the vehicle, whether it's new or not, might have a, a different kind of reaction in going into the corners. Um, with each corner being a lot different, um, I think that could be an issue as well. But yes, I think that's very true. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, you did bring up a good point there, um, with it being like the two, the tight, the one tight corner and the one a little bit more sweeping corner. I don't know if that that has something to do with it. You know, harder, you know, more brake pressure going in the one corner and then not as much into the next, and that has something to do. I don't know. I don't know. Now, at so. least to be fair, two of them had said that. Two of them said their pedal was getting soft beforehand, so yeah. the owners should have. They should have yeah. both come in at that point yeah. yeah um so at least at the bare minimum there is that we don't have we don't have guys yes. going in the corner with no warning whatsoever it like starts to get soft and and then yeah. they it goes so they kind of have an idea it's happening um obviously carson and uh reddick had definitely knew it was coming because they immediately yeah. went to the wall mm -hmm. um and then noah I can't. I can't say anything. A bunch of guys have have done that. That was a hell of a hit 
it Dude. was good lord man and then it looked like bubba tried to do that and then it kicked out from him and he, yeah. he wasn't able to he hit the wall a little harder but yeah. not as bad as it could have been luckily um so yeah i mean at least there's that they're not just failing like i guess the tires at texas or whatever they're yeah they're going away which is definitely better than the alternative yeah um but yeah uh kyle bush wins the race um i guess you want to talk about the cautions i would imagine you have any rant you want to go on i know you're i don't know it's it doesn't it didn't feel like it didn't feel like guys were doing a whole bunch of stupid shit. Yeah, that's but it's, what I was thinking too. Yeah, but it's just God bless every like other week it feels like we do this. It's just like mm-hmm. everyone's just like, oh, I gotta be in nineteenth instead of twentieth cause a wreck. I'm like I guess what I today, know is why why Denny Hamlin didn't take the bottom. He kept taking the top. Well, and one time, a couple of those times, Blaney had gotten by him. I know, but the last two restarts, he took he took the top, whereas he almost got under Kyle Larson yeah. um, on, starting on the inside. I don't understand why he didn't do that, because I think he would have had a better shot. I think, because especially well, finally, the last couple of restarts, Kyle was not getting off, getting going as much, and I think Kyle could he could have gotten Kyle. Yeah, and at least been probably closer to Bush on, on exit. Well, it finally but, worked that last time, didn't it? It did. It yeah. did. Yeah, but Kyle sent it in there and kind of hold up Carson. <laughs> yeah, too many fun Kyles. Yeah, uh, Kyles. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kyle Bush though did win from the pole, which I think is the first time this year, and in quite a while, for someone to win from the pole. Yeah, we haven't seen that a lot in this car. Did anyone do it last year? I don't remember if anyone did it last year or not. Um. Didn't Joey Joey start on the pole? Oh, at Phoenix. Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Kyle Busch, man, he, he obviously third win with RCR this year. Um, I think, I mean, we're seeing Kyle Busch of old, I think. We're, we're seeing all the best parts of old Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Um I don't I don't want to jump on them too early because they've if they're not winning, they have been inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. They've been nowhere at times and they've been mid at times and then they're winning. They're not. I don't know. Like, yeah, they're tied in wins with Byron's team, but they're nowhere near it. They week to week have not been as fast as the five team. And I don't. yeah, I mean, I could I could put them third, maybe. Do you have yeah. a better argument? I think they're building. I think, I think, yeah, you're right. They have been inconsistent. Um, I think, I think they're building though. And I, I really, I mean, they got that win so early, so maybe they could be trying things, but I think they, they, I mean, they have had a lot of strong runs where, I mean, Darlington, they were good. Charlotte, they were good. Um, trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head but yeah i mean i think i think we're seeing a uh a kyle bush that could you know i think he can make a deep playoff run for sure like i think i think you look at the different types of tracks they won on they've been good or been good at they've been good on pretty much every different type of track and so I think that's going to bode well, especially, I mean, they're, they're just racking up points right now. They're racking mm-hmm. up playoff points. I don't think they're too terribly worried about, you know, I don't think they're too terribly worried about the regular season title. Cause they don't, they're not really in the hunt. I think they're more or less trying yeah. to, you know, build something for the playoff for a playoff run. It is funny how, Basically, this team has, from the start of the season, picked up exactly where they were last year. And they're the same. They're still the same. Like, realistically, they've they've just capitalized. They've capitalized a little bit better and then got luckier in other areas. Yeah. So, But other than that, they they are essentially the exact – they're in the same performance spot they were when Tyler Reddick left. I think it's absolutely hilarious. It shows how good of a driver Tyler Reddick is, A, but B, it shows how good – how fast that team was. Yeah. I mean, that team is 
didn't didn't blink with Kyle Busch coming in, which I mean, yeah, it's Kyle Busch, but still, I mean, it's still an undertaking to change drivers out of your team. Yeah. Caleb. Yeah, and, uh, and then Austin Dillon is still mediocre, <laughs> to be honest. Well, mediocre is putting it lightly. For sure. It's very, I mean, I'm going to put it lightly, but I mean, it's still, you know, you see, especially on a team with a few cars and seeing somebody be replaced, and then you still run the same, you're not getting the same assistance or support that other teams would. You know, they haven't, he's still the step, redheaded stepchild, I think, in this situation. He's not the primary. And uh, it's very evident Kyle Busch has performed overperformed him um, by a large scale. Well, yeah, the eight the eight team just got their sixth win in the past year. Yeah, compared to their one when you know eighty percent of the field wrecked at Daytona. <laughs> yeah, good lord. Yeah, I mean, I think Randall Burnett obviously is a key key point in all this because I mean, you saw he won the Xfinity Championship with Tyler, and I mean. They, those two have been for money together, straight up, just money. They learned, they learned the cup series together. They got it going. And obviously they went, you know, obviously went their separate ways. And I think Kyle Busch plays into it. Perfect. I think Randall's, I think Randall's, I don't know how old he is, but he's seen, he's fresh enough as a crew chief to where I think Kyle he can utilize Kyle's experience and Kyle can utilize his his kind of freshness and I think it pairs well together and I think I think that like I said I think they're going to be dangerous like I think Kyle but Kyle Bush seems happier than he's been in a long time he seems you know he just seems all around just in a better spot than he was at JGR for like the last. I'd say plus five or six years he was at JGR. And mm-hmm. even, I, I mean, it, it's hard to make the argument because he was, you know, he was so hot-headed in the way he was at the beginning at JGR. Um, but I think, I think a lot of people may have viewed him going to RCR as maybe a step back and also like, you know, okay, it's his last hurrah, you know, and he's not going to be, you know, I feel like some people may have thought Kyle – this wasn't going to be a long-term thing. Kyle was going to finish out his career and that was going to be that. I think Kyle Busch has another half of his career left. I think he's going to be around for a while. And I think he's going to bring, he might, you know, he very well could bring RCR a championship or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly. Certainly. Um, I mean, literally you can, all you have to do is compare the way Kyle Busch has been when they've run bad this year just his demeanor and, and yeah. the way he's talked and everything. You compare that to the way that he was, he was when they ran good in the past couple of years at JGR, but didn't yeah. win the race. Like the difference is stark. So there was something, dare I say toxic at JGR, at least with Kyle Busch um, compared to now, like it had to have been, I don't you know. know. Richard loves him too. Yeah. Richard just... loves Kyle. I mean, how couldn't he? How couldn't I mean, he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Go go from hold my watch to hold my weed. Like yeah. they, they it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, pretty today cool. it was hold my trophy, and I I think they'll hey, that too. Yeah. They'll like that one every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy for Kyle Bush. I think uh, a lot of people have kind of warmed up to Kyle more in these past couple of years as you know, and I've kind of been the same and um, I, 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 oh boy, he wins another race before the playoffs start and everyone's going to hate him again all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was waiting for the booze today, but uh, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy for Kyle Bush and I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him kick some ass later on this year he's he's beating the shit out of jgr right now yeah it's not even that close yeah they are yeah yes i mean even jgr is like yeah they were just to the wayside and i don't know if there's any remorse you know obviously they had no say with the the transition but seeing him do it single-handedly in that one car with that team i mean it, it's it's put them to the wayside i mean they definitely have competition and their wins are not even adding up to his. So I mean, it's it's pretty nice to see. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, well, what else happened in this race of note? Hell, I felt bad for Ricky. Yeah, I felt really bad. Ricky and Ricky and Bubba, they both had real good runs going. Yeah, yeah, Bubba. I mean, that was just a it grinded away at that all day long, and I thought I thought Bubba handled it well too. He got out of the car and just shook all his crew members' hands, said thanks for a good car. Yep. And I, I like that. That was a better demeanor out of Bubba than we've seen in the past. And then, I mean, I would uh, hope they've been running great recently. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. The top um, five the last four races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Ricky. For Ricky to get caught up in someone else's fucking mess when he's having a top ten day, that's just I, yeah, brutal, dude. dude. Like, I'm I've been super impressed with them. All year, I think. I mean, that's not news to anyone. I mean, I think we're all impressed with Ricky Stenhouse this year, but I don't know. I'm giving him a benefit of the doubt, though, since he won the 500 this year. I honestly, when I see him running up front, I give him, I, I, I look at him at a new perspective versus, you know, something's going to go bad usually when he's running the front, especially at the super speedways. Yeah. So it was refreshing to see him run towards the front and actually compete. However, I think he has a chip on his shoulder or he's got some ex-girlfriend, a.k.a. Danica Patrick, has karma or some voodoo on him <laughs> that's put him in a situation where he's wrecking on a constant basis. So it, it, do, it does suck in his regard, but I, I really think he's moving in a better direction wholeheartedly. His current wife is way cooler than Danica Patrick, though. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 She's a homie. Just set the um, record straight on that one. Good old Dick Stenhouse got him a good one. <laughs> good old Dick Stenhouse, yeah. Um, Her words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, that, yep. Um, I think that's all right. I think that's pretty much all we had for right? a race that wouldn't end. It feels like we didn't have that much to talk about. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was. I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was a fine race, but yeah, it took forever. I mean, how it is half the distance of the Coca Cola Six Hundred. As far as mileage wise, and yeah, is Gateway fun? You went there last year, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's fun as far as like location wise. Your uh, East St. Louis is a little bit of a sketchy area altogether, Um, but you have casinos, um, you have campgrounds, you have like a nightlife. I mean, it's it's awesome altogether. Traffic wasn't the greatest last year, and I'm waiting to find out from my buddy who's there right now for the concert. Um, to see if it's the same as last year, but it takes forever to get out of that place. Um, so I do want to say something. Did you see that giant hill on the back straightaway? Yes. So it looks like a regular hill. That is a landfill. That is full uh, of trash. Like Charlotte. So, I guess. Yeah. It has. It's so everybody's like, oh, that's a beautiful little mountain on the back straightaway. It's full of trash. It's that's all it's been. It smells like ass in the hottest part of the day. That's what it is. There's a pilot gas station on the back straightaway. It used to have a breakaway in the back straightaway, so you can uh, semi trucks can pull through. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. So it used to David have that star hit the shit out of that. Yeah, you fucking pancake that wall. Um, but it, it, I mean, it's it's a decent facility. I mean, it has a lot of potential, and you're right there across the river. I did do the Tri City last year, the dirt track with seeing Carl Larson, Chase Briscoe, and a lot of the dirt car drivers. That's right up the street. So you have the dirt track and you have the race facility. But overall, I think it's a cool facility. Last year was a great race. It sold out. This year, I'm hoping to hear back some great news from the the fan perspective. But it, they took the tents out of the infill. That was the biggest thing. That was the biggest complaint anybody has had because they could yeah. the back straightaway. Um, but overall, that was pretty good. And then um, Fox oh. News or Fox Sports blew it on filming the the flames on the back straightaway again. They only got oh, the yeah. uh, car cam again. So um, that kind of thing. You mentioned you mentioned trash, and that reminds me, Ross Chastain ran horrible today. <laughs> yeah, like, all day. He was like back after the top ten on like strategy basically, and then he was, I mean. What has been up with them? I mean, Justin just chop his balls off. Like, I don't know. Ever since Darlington, they have been bad. And the 99 has been better. Yeah. The yeah. 99 ran great at the all-star race. He was running good at Charlotte until he got caught up in the Cowboys wreck. And he finished like six or seven today. Like, 
and you're in top five. Like, what happened? What happened to your boy, Caleb? I don't know. I I thought it was a strategy move too, but it was just kind of getting irritating because every pit stop, every caution, he was sitting beyond 20th, and he was just stagnant. In the 99 car, you can watch him move through the field, and there was no issue. And you can't blame Hamlin this year. Hamlin wasn't an issue. Hamlin wasn't holding him up, but yet he was there. He was around some of the cautions, but I, I, overall, I think it's either a strategy issue or he was very timid um, making those passes. Yeah, even though he did wreck Michael McDowell. I forgot about that. Yeah, that did happen. I think that's what's the, what they call getting chastained. <laughs> that big time Ross Chastain, man. I ain't got to say that in a couple of weeks. I think the I, I'm starting to think that this is a strategy ploy by the one team. I think now, granted, they didn't. It's do a hell of a strategy play because they went from first in the regular season standings to fifth. Well, yes. Hang on. Go for about a month. Don't ruffle any feathers. They didn't do that, but that was the goal. I don't think he can. I don't. Have people forget about him. Can he not ruffle feather? Can Apparently he not run not. up front and ruffle feather? And I'm not just, ruffle look, feathers? I'm just telling you what I think the Does corporate he have to strategy run 28 was. To like ruffle probably. feather? Probably. Okay. All right. It's Ross, probably. I guess. I'm just saying this is what I think the corporate strategy was. Not that I'm saying he's executing it. I think this was the corporate strategy. Just be mid as fuck for a month. And by mid, I mean bad. And then then come back with a vengeance now granted who's the points leader now is it blaney it has to be blaney okay yeah they're about to get lapped by blaney like yeah everybody wants to talk about ford how bad they are granted they haven't won races really i mean other obviously blaney last week but they're first and third in the standings blaney's leading harvick's third like i mean it's consistency is obviously key um, but and that's I mean, what Chase that's... Elliott did so good last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, any any last words before we get into the accolades and the questions? Accolades. Accolades. <laughs> that's not what I meant by words, but okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so no. uh, what are we doing? Uh, sundress and dumbass. Who's your yes. sundress, Seth? Carson. Carson Hosebar. Okay, yep. Caleb. Uh, I'm gonna grab my charger real quick if you don't mind. Um, shoot, I'm gonna have to go. Can you define sundress? Okay, because I'm a little behind the cur- learning curve. All right, all right. You've done this so before. Sund- yeah. So sundress I've done is like the the Thank underdog you. of the underdog of the week, the overachiever, and if you will, I'm gonna have to go. Shit. I'll go with McDowell because he did get a top 10 mm-hmm. after after what he did today. I honestly think that was warranted. So it was very uh it was a very good race for him, and I think he made something out of it. Yeah. I mean I was interested to see how that team would do since they lost Blake Harris and they haven't they haven't been as good as yeah. last year, but they haven't been terrible. Going a good track for them. Um I'm gonna also go with uh Carson Osmar. I think that's yeah, that's pretty, pretty uh, self-explanatory. He yep. was he was really good. I had um, definitely I had definitely debated doing uh, Michael McDowell too, but decided I wouldn't. Yeah, go with Hosfar. Um, dumbass. Do you need me to define it, Caleb? Yeah, define it real quick for the crowd. All right, yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Caleb Doyle. <laughs> yeah. Seth, who, who's your who's your dumbass of the week? Jeb Burton. Oh, okay. Because 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 he sucks and he acts okay. like he doesn't and I can't stand him. Okay, all right, interesting. Uh, Caleb, <laughs> who's your dumbass? I'm gonna have to go with Fox Sports uh, filming. Uh, they didn't test their equipment out or something happened. Well, it wasn't. Um, they didn't get. The... It was a track issue. Yeah. Okay, I'll blame the track issue then. The okay, track, right. the track issue delayed me. I can give in my you beer drink. the name of who's responsible to, for this. Please I literally, do. I literally, I will not give the name. But I, I used to work for the girl who handles the AT and T fiber in St. Louis. She, I literally, you, you know this, Seth. <laughs> I used to work for this girl. She went. She was my manager. Moved from Raleigh to St. Louis. 
and handles AT&T fiber there. Oh and my god. That is who that that is what happened. It was an AT&T fiber. I text her during I go, "Hey, what's the deal right now?" She's like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> that was the so, funny thing cuz Twitter Twitter was a ball during that cuz everyone was like, yeah. "What the fuck, Fox?" and then everyone was like, "Wait a minute, MRN's not working either." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hilarious time. Everyone, everyone who was watching the onboards on NASCAR yeah. Drive was like, they just all went out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, all right. So my dumbass of the week, uh, Seth. Who'd you pick for um uh, for Gateway? Corey LaJoy. Okay. Corey LaJoy had a rough day out there. You think slam dunk, buddy? Got this pick win. Well, it helps if your pick is in the race. Um. I picked Zane Smith. I don't know why I thought he was in the thirty-eight car this week. He was not. Um, and so the dumbass of the week is definitely me for picking someone who wasn't even in the race. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty bad, buddy. That's pretty, I, I didn't, and what's really bad is I didn't realize it until the red flag today. Yeah. Buddy texted me. He goes, congrats on your win today. And I'm like, Corey's at 30th. What <laughs> did you have Chase Briscoe? Or I'm like, I don't think he would pick Chase Briscoe. And he no. goes, I had Zane. And even when he said that, I was still like, okay. And he's not in the race. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was rough. That's, blonde is that, no. yeah, that was a blonde moment for sure. Very blonde moment. <laughs> Bleach blonde moment. Um, okay. Picks for uh, uh, Sonoma. You lost, so you get to go first. Actually, Caleb gets to go first. Caleb, Caleb for the love of pick. God, you have the easiest pick ever. You have to take it. Oh, I know who I'm picking. Going off of last year by easy, like going off last year's rounding points. For this going one. off of who's the best driver at Sonoma. I don't give a shit about last year. There's no stage breaks this year. It's a, it's a slam dunk pick. Is it your boy? It is my boy. Okay, so, I mean, I want to go with your boy. Well, I'd say no. I might, I might, I'm gonna have to go with Truex. I think Truex oh is gonna get done. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's a pretty good pick. Um, yeah, if it I, wasn't I pick, this weekend, <laughs> I pick. Um, yeah, go for it. We're in some brownie points with this one. He's coming back with vengeance. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> Chase Elliott. All right, Chris Bush. I really hope he wins because I really wanted to use him for Watkins Glen, but. See, yeah. I wanted to. I thought initially I was like Almendinger. I was like, wait, no, no, hold on. I don't want to pick Chase. You already did. Sorry. Damn it. Yeah. Nah, I just thought about it. Michael McDowell would have been a better pick. Probably. Yeah, I want to save Chase. But anyway, no, I'm I'm sending it. Chase is gonna he's gonna come back with vengeance, and um, yeah. And then Boris said's gonna win. He's gonna. That'd be fucking cool. That'd be great. Who said Boris said. Um, but yeah, so I'm picking, picking old, old Chuck. Old, old Chuck. Chuck's going to do me wonder. Who'd you pick, Seth? Chris Busher? Yeah. Chris Busher. And who'd you pick? Truex. Truex. Right, cool. I'm liking my chances. I'm liking my chances. We'll Probably. see about that, buddy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. But um, I'll be, I'll have a leg up on the, the, whatever the next road course is, I'm sure. So, well, no, I'm not going to pick him for Chicago. Yeah. Anyway, gotta, let me write down Chase for um for my Chuck. pick. That way I know Chuck, old Chuck. Um, yeah. Okay. We ready to uh get the questions? Well, we need to finish this first. I know. I know that. Yeah. So okay, cool. This has been Big Motor Small Blade. Um, we're gonna do the Q and A session next. That'll be up. Yeah. So don't hang up, Caleb. That'll be I'm up tomorrow. Up yeah. And um, uh, he's been buddy. AK dumbass this week. Yeah, Can't argue that one. Definitely the dumbass. I've been said AKA I've been said AKA Sundress. He's been Caleb AKA drunk. CD Spinny. CD Spinny and Haley, whatever you want to call him. He's got all sorts of nicknames. Man, the good Dobowski. The Reverend apparently. The Reverend. Shout out to, shout out to Dr. Earwood for giving me that nickname. Dr. Earwood. All right, cool. Yeah, it's been the show. We'll, uh, make sure you like, uh, review, uh, do all the things, follow us, listen, watch. 
download or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like it greencasted to like a McDonald's TV. I don't care. Do that would be cruel and unusual punishment. That would be hilarious. Put um, on yeah, put only it on fans. OnlyFans. Put it on Pornhub. Fuck it. I'm no, don't put our podcast on OnlyFans, <laughs> or unless you're uh, gonna send us some money. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay. Well, anyway, that's um, that's that's it. We're done. We'll see y'all in a little bit.